paciencia. I'm your host, Nate Crouch, and today I'm joined by two guests. Am I a guest? Am I, am I considered a guest? No, no I'm we Camden. did. I'm Camden Jarvis. I am the first guest. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not a no, guest. We, um, we did have you. I've already but... evolved past the, past the need of guesting. Yeah, okay. So today's topic, I've decided, is going to be music. And music is clearly influential in many things. And I, for one, which am, one, man? <laughs> I, for one, am a big music listener, and I enjoy almost every single genre. But to, but well, for opera? right now, I hate <laughs> opera. I hate it yeah, absolutely. Bro. All right. Anyway. Anyway, we're gonna start out with like how. Like what our music tastes like spawned from when we were kids, and kind of how it's evolved over time. So, who wants to start? I mean, I don't know. Like... <laughs> All right, you can go ahead. Uh, me, when I was little, I grew up in backwoods. So I listened to a lot of country music, pretty much exclusively for the first until I got into middle school because I grew up in a very country town where it's all, all everybody listens to country music. Um, the earliest songs and artists I can remember listening to, you know, Tim McGraw, Taylor Swift, uh, George Strait, all those people like nineties and early two thousands country. And I just remember this funny story that I get told all the time by my uh, grandparents is that whenever we, whenever I was in the kindergarten, we got this assignment where we had to write down our favorite songs, our two favorite songs. And everybody else, you know, were kindergartners and we were putting uh, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, Row, 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 Your Boat, all this stuff. And I had put uh, Honky Tonk, Badonka Donk, and, I'm, oh God. and Billy's Got His Beer Goggles On. Those are my two songs that I had put down in kindergarten as my two favorite songs. So it was real real fun 2000s 90s country was my first into into music and i still listen to that stuff today regularly yeah yeah most of most of did you remember the teacher reaction to that well actually it's funny because my grandmother substitutes and so my grandmother was the sub that day and so she got a big kick out of it because you know, oh, I lived you got with lucky. them for a little bit. I lived with my grandparents for a little bit, so I got. They were playing it for me. You know, I was listening to the radio with them, and they're real country. You know, that was pretty much. That's probably the most uh, they'll stray from country ever. Is Billy got his beer goggles on and honk a tonk, but honk a tonk. But they, they're pretty. <laughs> Say straight, that drunk five country. times fast. Yeah, honk, do it, Justin. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> no. Uh, it's okay. a it's a pretty noticeable trend, mainly due to nostalgia, that we kind of stick with our roots of music and what we enjoy to listen to, just because it takes us back to that time. 
Oh, yeah. I still listen to Taylor Swift on a weekly basis. <laughs> of course. T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle, man. I'm, the, I'm, a big, I'm a humongous Swifty. I'll, I'll, Swifty. I'll, Swifty. Like, I'll stand, I'll is that, is that like Taylor the Taylor Swift, Swift of believers? That's, that's what they call Taylor Swift fans, the Swifties. Yeah. <laughs> Swifties. Yeah. All right, Justin, God, what, what did you like to listen to when you were younger? When I was younger, well, that just depended on who was in the car at the time. I mean, like, if it was my dad, there was what? a good chance it was probably... What? What do you remember the most? What do, what do you cling to the most? Uh, well, God, I don't... It's It's complicated because I listen to a bunch of different things. And I think it's because I've, I listen to a bunch of different things that I don't know. I can't tell what I would consider a rude because I mean, if I was sitting, if I was sitting in Papa's lap back in, at, out at, uh, in the house in Atkins, it was, I was probably listening to something classical like Chopin or Beethoven. I mean, but if I was in, if I was in the back of mom's car, I was probably listening to like Metallica or something. <laughs> If it was, if it was, if Dad's in the car, it's probably like English New Wave, like Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. It's uh, that was a pretty good yeah, read. Listen- Chopin and Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you. that's that's the point. That's what I'm trying to. I mean, get that's pretty at, cool if that... you ask me. I think that's the best scenario you could have is getting that like, uh, I don't. A large say, diversity I don't say, of. I mean, quote unquote intellectual music, and then getting the. Just fucking low down, good shit. Well, right, like it's it's good to have a diversity in taste. I agree. I agree. So, what, so that's why I listen to a bunch. I listen to a bunch of that uh, still now. Mm-hmm. Although I think I've developed a thing for a uh, like really old fit night, like twenty swing. Bro, I really enjoy twenty swing. Swing, dude. Sixty swing music is dope. Just the oh, diner, no. the diner music. I really enjoy. Just mm-hmm. the jukebox back in the fifties. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, stuff. I could get behind that. Now I can't um, just go ahead. Uh, what's What's one of the first songs like you remember? Like you physically can remember, Justin, like listening to. You know what that's got to be? I think it, I think it was from like. Yeah, I know the station, Radio Disney, Little Rock. Oh boy. <laughs> That's great. I remember listening to Radio Disney too. Radio Man. Disney Little Rock. What 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 was the station? Ninety three. I don't remember. I just remember uh, yeah, listening to it on Sirius XM. I don't think I listened to Radio Disney Little Rock, but we listened to it on uh, Sirius. I don't. Uh, I didn't. I don't think Sirius was. They a, they had it on for like field trips back, like in the yeah, bus or whatever. Like whenever I uh, whenever we uh, go on field trips, that was u- what was usually on. But then, but I remember really early. It was a. Like you know what the big thing was Jonas Brothers. I love oh, yeah. Jonas Yo, Brothers. I remember the Jonas Brothers being hot shit Dude, because Camp Rock. I was so I was so distraught when I heard that what Nick I think Nick Jonas left. I was like, but what? They're not making music? No. But they're but back Nick now. Jonas, Nick Wait, Jonas back made now? some fire hits though. Yeah, you I know, right? They kind of, they kind of did their own like solo projects, and then like, yeah, the, like within the past year, they can't... yeah. But but now we well, just need what... One Direction to get back together. Yeah. You know when Radioactive came out, I hated it simply because all I would hear 
was just whoa, oh, and I, I, I was having a mental breakdown at that point. I'm conflicted. <laughs> I'm conflicted with uh, um, songs like that because, like, I've heard that, like, uh, from people that, like, you know, uh, like, I don't want to say study music, but are like really like more into it than me and you guys, you know. Uh, mm. They like say that just say putting like long woes in songs is just a, a lack of creativity. And I think I think, I think I'm conflicted at that, about it. you know. But something about Imagine Dragons that I'm curious about, maybe Nathaniel can explain it to me, or maybe even Justin. But why do people hate them? Mainly because they were overplayed. Yeah, it's entirely really? Is it because overplayed? They overplayed. Oh, because they're yeah. they're I've that heard, it heard... it sucks. It I've sucks heard... because like artists, there can be so many good artists and so many good songs. But the radio only picks those hits. They don't. They don't. Yeah, branch out the like radio, they could. The radio. That, yeah. I, that's probably why Spotify uh, apps like Spotify and Pandora are so popular. Is because Pandora. They're is, uh, they're like Pandora makes sense to me because it's like it's just the radio, but you can choose what you listen to. Yeah, I but mean, like, yeah, Spotify you're gonna like get, well. you're gonna get the mix. You're gonna get a mix. Uh, and it's not it's gonna be stuff you're not gonna hear on the radio mm-hmm. and hey it may be stuff you like yeah uh but you're never gonna tell on the radio because they play the same things at my job we're allowed to have radios in our in our stations and the one lady that works on the same as me it sits a, across the floor she plays the pop channel and i hear uh savage love i hear uh, Dynamite, I don't care. I love Dynamite. I, oh, yeah. I can hear that one a lot. Uh, I hear some fucking song that I absolutely hate that I have no clue what it is, <laughs> but I absolutely hate it. And it has nothing It has nothing to do with the fact that it plays so much, just that it's awful. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, there are songs And there's that a few other ones, awful. but, like, the only solace, the only solace I have in hearing the pop channel is that they play Watermelon Sugar a lot and Adore You. And I and I like those songs, right? But hearing hearing Savage Love seven times a day is rough. Dude, I can't. Uh, I I have legit empathy for Walmart workers this time of year because half well, of their day is filled with nothing but Mariah Carey, and I mean, like, yeah, that, I don't that know. Hurts, I was just in Walmart. I was just in Walmart, like I said, and uh, they. They were playing a trap remix of uh, "Deck the Halls." <laughs> it wasn't. There were no. There were no words, but it Yo. was like. It was like. It was like a trap remix of just like. It was like, Yo, whoa! You guys a, are going hard. Can we get a space now? <laughs> um. Well, when I worked at Kroger, the the songs did get annoying but like i'm i'm a i'm always down to listen to some christmas music yeah i mean christmas okay i let me get this out of the way i love christmas music i think it's i think it's great i'm just tired of the first thing people think of when of christmas music is oh i need to put on mariah carey because that is like a defining christmas song and her voice is amazing please please there are other songs well yeah there are other songs that also get played as much as that song it's just that is one of the most recent ones 
with Mariah Carey, though, it's also one of the most accepted ones, also because it has good words, right? It's not just deck the halls with boughs of holly or like jingle bells, jingle. It's a, it's a, it's a theme. It's, it's, it's not a, just it's a, a more holiday recent, theme It's a more song. recent. Well, it's uh, which one are we talking about again? It slipped my mind. All I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas. See, that's not a classical Christmas song. Which is why people yeah. like it because it's it's not a um it's a it's an actual song, right? Now it's a it's a Christmas song, but you could play that song summertime and it's still just a Mariah Carey song. Right? It's yeah, it's not just a straight up play this only in the December times. I just think I just think it's overplayed a at during December. Yeah, I don't I don't care for Christmas music in general. Just all together. I don't like holiday music at all. I don't really? like it. I just I, I liked it as a kid, but I'm I'm over it. I just I want to listen to regular music. Well, I guess I know who's getting coal in their stocking. <laughs> I bet you think Santa's fake as well. All right. Well, we kind of went what? on a on a tangent on that on there, but uh, hey, man, hey, man, that's what it's all about. <laughs> that is what it's all about. Um, anyway. anyway, what is your favorite? What is your first memory, Nathaniel? We didn't even my, get to yeah, you. My my first song I remember listening. Fuck well, the host. hang on, let me let me back up. <laughs> yeah, fuck the host. We don't need him. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm the host. I am the host now. No. Um. So let uh, let me back up and say that my initial music taste began with my dad because i've i've always seen my dad in a in a in a good light uh but that's another topic and i've always admired like what he has liked um so like he introduced me to like classic rock and kind of heavy metal like black sabbath metallica and just the whole classic rock scene but for some reason the first song i can remember listening to on the radio was a song called Big House by Audio Adrenaline. And Big it's, it's House. literally just a, Audio Adrenaline sounds super familiar, but I've never heard they, Big they House. They just kind of yeah, faded into the background because this was like their their magnum opus, as you would call oh, it. Oh, okay. But like it's literally wonder, you could say. it's literally about this this kid who lives in a mansion. He's like, Hey, just come over. My dad has a big house and we could just chill in the backyard, play some football and listen to some music and stuff. Like that's that's all the song is, but I just remember jamming out to that as a kid a lot. Well, I like I like the I I like those songs that like have little to no meaning. Like, what was the song? It was something's diner, where the Tom's lady diner. just like yeah, Tom's diner, where the whole song is just she goes to the diner and gets coffee. The only reason I know that is because uh, "Centuries" by Fall Out Boy samples that. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that that part. The only reason I know is uh, one of the reasons I can still remember is because back when I was in Arkansas, um, mom wrote on the uh, mirror that Jonathan uses every morning. Because Jonathan, it always gets stuck in his head. So mom just wrote it right there. So every morning it gets stuck in his head. Wow. It was... It's another one that my dad like actually burned onto a CD when that was still a thing was the Crazy oh, yeah. Frog song. 
Oh my god. I would I would literally play that song on repeat. And I don't know I, I I'm pretty sure my parents have told me how much like listen to it or whatever. But I mean they literally burned it on a CD. That's how much I loved that song. Well, I mean, you know, if you go back and listen to it once, I gotta say sometimes that beat hit hard. It, it really do though. It do, it do. Um, but yeah, it's it's mainly that. And then as I grew up, I kind of leaned more towards classic rock, in general. And yeah, we lost- <laughs> I I I love I like classic rock. I think classic. You- so classic rock was a big part of my childhood growing up. Aside from like the Crazy Frog and the Audio Audacity, Audio Adrenaline Audacity. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, apart from that, like I've always. Because, because it's it's another thing of like the whole childhood thing where our parents and our grandparents are listening to the stuff that they listened to when they grew up, and they, I wouldn't say they hate the new stuff, but it's just not what they're used to, and it's another conversation about how people are more open to more things uh, as generations go on. But mm-hmm. and and when I moved in with my grandparents, the the love for classic rock only skyrocketed. Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's for real. The, yeah, uh, because I listen to the radio a lot. Um, but yeah, um, I I tried to stray away from uh, kind of moving into the albums. I kind of strayed away to say like all my top five albums are classic rock, since you know I'm the one about the variety and stuff. I put each one as a different genre, mostly. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Uh huh. The now I can say that with my grandpa, my grandpa, for instance, he's the most uh, thick-headed when it comes to music. You know, I mean, in his mind, uh, up until recently, because I've been like constantly pumping new country into his brain, like this is good, right? Oh this God. is good, right? You know, Just well, not straight not up like, injecting it. Not like not like Sam Hunt, you know. Yeah. Or like, uh, or like uh, Laura and Elena, or people that are borderline pop, you know. Yeah. Uh, or pretty much just pop. I've been showing him people that are trying to keep it, keep it, keep it real with the old school '90s stuff. Yeah, like Chris Stapleton. And yeah, yeah, he loves Chris Stapleton, but he's the most thick-headed person you can come to with music, you know. It, it, until I started doing this, it was like if it ain't Hank Will, if it ain't Hank Williams or George Strait or somebody. Uh, it ain't it ain't worth my time. Yeah. But if I can't two step to it, get out of my fa- get out of my ears. <laughs> you know. Uh, but I've been showing him newer artists. For instance, Nathaniel knows Tyler Childers, Parker McCollum, Luke Combs, uh, people like these country artists that are still keeping it keep um keeping it rather country. Uh, but. He, and he's liking this stuff, but I mean, if I try to show, if I try to play like a uh, like a song from the pop charts, if I play a song from the pop charts in my car while he's there, he says, "Get it off, <laughs> put it on, put it on uh, the country channel, please." I'm like, okay, fine, but yeah, he does not. People that generational difference, as well as uh, location where you grew oh, up, yeah, yeah, is insane, right? Oh, like, yeah. For instance, I grew up out here and you guys grew up more closer to the city so you guys get the rock and the uh other stuff and i got straight straight country in my blood you know 
I uh, what I forgot to mention was that I absolutely hated country music when I was a kid. Yes, my mom until was the I only existed. one. Yeah, until Camden existed, and he kind of he kind of slowly turned me on to music when we started hanging out. But uh, our yeah. country music, um, when we started hanging out, and uh, like my mom was literally the only one who enjoyed country music, and me and my dad were like, "No, put on Metallica or put on Rush or put on Kiss. We're not listening That's to this a- crap." my dad was the same as you were until he met his wife now because uh he would not listen to any country artist uh other than dirks bentley dirks bentley was the only one he would listen to and uh that's probably one of the reasons why dirks bentley is like my top three country artists today is because whenever i was with my dad instead of with my mom uh i would hear dirks bentley is the only country artist he would play but he thought, he, I mean, he, he grew up uh, in, in Conway and uh, going to school in Conway and Mountain Home, which is the city I'm in right now. But uh, he, um, he thought country music was below him, you know, because it was all twangy and bluegrassy. And, and since uh, country's become more modern, he's... You know, he's like, okay, fine. Up to it, yeah. I like country, and also my new stepmom loves country music. Yeah, and so they listen. He's he too much listens, Yeah, he pretty much listens exclusively to country music in on the radio now, because uh, they're always in the car together. So he'll play country music, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. He did a full one eighty. <laughs> I wanted to do the tune there, but I restrained myself. <laughs> Got to do it. Um. I I hated country music, but I think like not the major reason, but a small part of me kind of wanted to get into country music and did get into country music because I was just so tired of listening to the same stuff over and over, and I needed something. Country, country's a deep well. It is a very deep well oh, yeah. with a lot of variety. It is a oh, lot. Yeah. There is a lot more variety than you would actually expect, which is something that crazy like kind of weirds me out yeah. still. Is that it's like country is supposed to be you're supposed to have a southern accent and all that jazz, but there is so much variety in in the voices, and I'm like, how is this? Yeah, especially nowadays when, when, when New York, yeah. New Yorkers. Well, nowadays, now? nowadays, it, it, there's two sets of country. There's country splinter. It's a splinter situation. Yeah, and it's it's not bad. Like it's expanding. It's kind of it's, it's really brought country new. to country's a lot more popular now. Like. Uh, for instance, I can give you two examples of uh, songs: "Betty" by Taylor Swift, and uh, "I Should Probably Go to Bed" by Dan and Shay. Play both on the country charts and the pop charts at the same time. Oh, like they're on yeah. both. Dan. They play on both channels uh, right now. Dan and Shay. Dan and definitely. Shay was pop country from the beginning. Taylor Swift, country pop, pop country. You know, she's the same thing, but. Uh, a fun fact that I know about Taylor Swift, just another tangent that I can go on here. Uh, uh, we Are Never Getting Back Together is technically a country song. Really? Yes, because it's on Red, the album. Yeah. And that album is labeled as country still. It's not pop yet. Oh, wow. So that those songs, like 22, is technically country. <laughs> That's weird. By label. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's not country, but it's it's the forbidden country. A, yeah, it's the forbidden country, <laughs> which I think's funny. God, all right. Um, well, so 
now we're gonna switch to like what our favorite albums are um like i said i'm gonna i tried to split each one into like a different yeah genre but it was really hard so i don't know if i'll be able to do that because i'm just going on i'm just off the dome in this shit because i'm driving i I mean favorite albums we're doing five yeah top five Uh, like it doesn't have to be of all time but it can be you know since we're going off the top i guess I guess I'll just do right now what I'm listening to, because uh, uh, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Some of them will be all time. Like the first one that comes to mind, bringing up Taylor Swift again, uh, "Speak Now" by Taylor Swift is definitely in my top five. Um, just every single song on there, I can just jam to, like pretty much any day of the week. Like I don't get tired of that at all. Um, uh, the my favorite song on there would probably be like "Haunted." Nathaniel knows that song. Why not "Back to the Best song? Because "Haunted" is just better. <laughs> um, "Back to December" was my favorite Taylor Swift song for a long time, but I I re-listened to the albums, you know, and I'd have to say my favorites are definitely "Haunted" because it's just got that like it goes like dun, 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 dun. it's got like a piano. Uh, in there with the electric guitar in there playing uh, kind of the same notes at the same time. So it's got that feel to it. Yeah. But, uh, and it's, it's got like the thing that I really love in music that this song has is whenever they do a chorus or something, they go like uh, up and down, back and forth, up and down Yeah. with like the, their like voice and stuff. And I don't know what that's called, but it's like, they, they go higher like it's i don't know if it's their uh pitch or whatever but it's up, 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 up. and they she does that in the chorus and it's really fun to listen to uh another album that i could that i never get tired of listening to no matter how many times i listen to it is wolves by rise against <laughs> that album, it's about the exact opposite you can get from taylor swift uh so uh, the Wolves album, it has a lot of, um, I mean, I, it has some screaming in it, screamo-y moments at the end of songs, you know, whenever they, I guess they just start really feeling it. Uh, and it, it's mainly just uh, alternate, it's alternate it's alt-rock, which is about as heavy as I'll yeah. get with my alt-rock. Uh, and it's, it's just a really good listen. It's got some uh, good ones, like uh, I'm thinking "Miracle" is a really good song on it. Um, uh, the violence is one of my favorite. Violence is your favorite on it. Um, "Miracle" and uh, "Far from Perfect" and "Miracle" are probably my favorite on that album. They're just really good. They, I think they have a little bit of screaming in it, which is something I don't usually like, but uh, they do it good, well. Um, Another album that I really, really like is The Search by NF. That is what I'm feeling a lot. That is my favorite NF album. And I just today actually went through and listened to Therapy Session in Mansion for the first time. My third album on the list is probably The Search. I know that the intro song on that album is probably my favorite intro out of all of NF's music. Uh, all of his uh, what is it? Four. He has four intro. He has four albums. Yeah, therapy, mansion, okay. perception, the search. Okay. Yeah. So the search is probably my favorite intro song, being the search. Um, and 
I just love how his album albums flow together, especially the search is probably the one that flows together the most from track to track. And it's just very good to listen to. Very satisfying. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can relate to a lot of his songs actually as well. Seeing I can relate to, yeah, go ahead. Being as we have the exact same name, because his name is Nathan. Nathaniel. It's kind of hard to not put myself in his position because they're, especially the Perception album. That's the one I relate to the most. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, um, you can go ahead. Uh, the song I listened to, Therapy Session, and what is it, track four? Therapy Session. Uh, How Could You Leave, I think is what it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah, the one where he's talking about his mom. Yeah, that one hit different. Yeah, that one's a, that's right? a pretty rough song. <laughs> I know, I mean, it's actually funny because uh, uh, in in the search, uh, in, um, what is it, it might actually be uh, Nate. I think it's actually the song Nate. Yeah. He's like, uh, track four, skip that one. That's a real sad one. And I finally understood that. I was actually listening to the search today, and that's what made me go back and listen to the previous albums. Because like, I really, I really got to get all these callbacks because he calls Zach his previous songs yeah. a lot. And so I, I, and that inspired me to go back and listen. And that's another thing that's really cool about his music is that he, uh, he references himself, which I think is really fun um, to do. For a for a artist, it's definitely a tie between Folly Ado and Mania by uh or no not Mania sorry um Save Rock and Roll by Fall Out Boy. Those two albums are tied for me on my fourth album. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine to I I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say I think it's fair to do this since it's the same artist. But uh, Folly, Save Rock and Roll both have amazing songs on them. But uh, Save Rock and Roll was really good for me because it was my first uh, concert. Oh, yeah. I went and saw Save Rock Beauty Psycho Tour, and that was my first concert for Fall Out Boy. And that started that started my obsession with, I really need to go to as many concerts as I possibly can before I die. And then we had the plans to go to the Mega Tour or whatever. Yeah, the Hella, Hella Mega Tour yeah. or Super Mega. Um, which was Fall Out Boy, Green Day, and Weezer, which are three people that I would love to see again. But because, because of COVID, uh, <laughs> couldn't do it. COVID screwed that up. I also have seen, uh, well, I guess Dirk's Bentley's my other big concert that I've seen, which is awesome. And that uh, bring that's my fifth album is uh, probably um, uh, Black by Dirk's Bentley. But uh, Fall Out Boy, Folly Ado, and um, Save Rock and Roll. Save Rock and Roll is an amazing album. I love it. it. has that track with Elton John. It has, um, I can't think of it. Alone Together, The Phoenix. Uh, Alone Together. Young uh, Volcanoes, Ratatat. Pull up the album real quick. And then it was a really good song. It's a really fun song. It's their first, uh, and then the uh, one that was overplayed, I think, My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark. It's still a good list. It's, it's good, but like it was like in every single college call on time. Yeah, I know. That's that was first, actually my first introduction to Fall Out Boy. Yeah, it was for me as well. Uh, on the radio because my dad loves Fall Out Boy. He's uh I mean he's he listened to Fall Out Boy back in the day whenever he would go to like uh 50, 50 capacity joints, hole in the wall places, oh, wow. you know. Uh to listen to him. He saw he saw Fall Out Boy like uh first album days. Wow. And so he's been a fan of Fall Out Boy. So he kind of just was like, 
see, see, follow boy, follow boy, follow, follow, follow boy. Here, listen to these guys. I was like, okay, okay, okay. So they were my first Fallout Boy, and uh, was one of my first introductions into alternative punk, punk rock, pop rockish, uh, that whole thing. But so they hold my, they hold a special place for me. Uh, and then Folia Do is just really good with um, uh, head first, head first slide into Cooperstown. Uh, on a on a bed, yeah, or something yeah. Like that, on a <laughs> they got some whack titles. Uh, yeah, that I mean, hell yeah, they do. But it's that's the way it was back then. You can see the same thing with Panic in the Disco. Uh, um, and then uh, it's got head first time, head first slide into Cooperstown on a on a bad bet. That's what it's called. Uh, and then it's um, we have uh, Tiffany Blues is really good. There's a $20 nosebleed is one of my favorites as well because it's has Brendan Urie on it, which I love. Brendan Urie and Fall Out Boy together, man. Mm. It's sad that they've done uh, much together. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm happy because I got, like, the two that I really wanted. I got Brendan Urie and Taylor Swift, and I got uh, Brendan Urie and Fall Out Boy. Those are the two that I'd really – collaborations that I really like. Uh, and um, uh, more – just Fall Out Boy is – one of my favorites of all time. Like, I could probably go see Fallout Boy. Like, if I had to choose if I could go see a concert right now, it'd probably just be Fallout Boy because I mean, their concerts are amazing. Yeah. Would you want any people uh, to like go first? I forgot the term for that. Oh, Say oh uh, openers, openers. Yeah, openers. Openers. Oh, my openers for the Save Rock Beauty Psycho was a was a, ba- a band called Paris P V R I S. Which is uh, bigger now, but they were like they were like nobody. Knew yeah, them. that's how a lot of these uh, big bands start out. Yeah, it was uh, AWOL Nation was the other. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, which they they did really good. They did really good with Sale. Everything else was kind of just yeah. gang, you know. But Sale was really good. They got everybody hyped the fuck up with Sale. That was it. It was it was PVRIS, then it was uh, AWOL Nation, and then Sale played, and then Fall Out Boy came out right afterward, riding that high, and it was. And then my fifth album is going to be Black by Dirk Bentley. It has uh, it has a lot of uh, good songs on it, like uh, Black, the title song. Which... I was more of a fan of his uh, sequel, White. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm really funny. <laughs> uh, the, um, the song Black is really good on there. It's one of his most famous songs. Uh, there's a song I really like on there called uh, Mardi Gras. And it has a trombone player in it, you know. His name's Trombone Shorty. He's a trombone trom- trombonist. I don't know if that's. Uh, yeah, that's we call him tromboners. Yeah, he's a tromboner. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he's a and he it's really it has a trombone solo in it, which is really fun. And I, I just don't know. It's really satisfying to hear. Uh, it has a roses in a time machine. is a really good fun song. Where he had a fight with his uh, girlfriend or whatever, and he's like, "Ah, there's no fixing this. What I really need is roses and a time machine. I got to go back." But it's a really good song with a good uh, uh, riff in it. But yeah, Dirk Bentley again, one of my favorites, country artists of all time. Those are my albums. Uh, it was, it was, what was it? Just country and rock, and oh, I guess there was a rap album there. But yeah, those are some really, yeah, that's what I can come off uh, off the dome here. It's probably not uh, completely true, but but uh, that's that's what I'm feeling right now, you know. Yeah, for my albums, like I said, 
it I'm trying to you know do different genres um but my number one of course that Justin <laughs> remembers me ranting about oh, in high school yeah. uh was tw- uh Rush's 2112 album which is like is like set in a dystopian society and the first track is like what was it seven or eight different like quote-unquote chapters um and the song is just called 2112 but it's split up into separate sections and it basically talks about how like in the distant future 2112 uh that like music is pretty much dead and so this guy just finds a guitar and starts playing it and is like whoa this is really cool let me let me like show this off and say hey this is cool let's do this and then they're like nah music is bad we know everything you shouldn't play with that huh. and then so it's music like is the music situation. music pretty cringe not going to lie yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty like much footloose in the end uh basically he's like well i give up and then dies <laughs> he just he just goes in the desert and starts well okay actually I'm gonna let me back up he meets this he goes to sleep and then like meets this oracle and is like dude like it's all right uh, this is the more distant future. Music will come back. You were just the like spark of it. And he's like, oh, cool. I'm still going to die, though. <laughs> nice. So, and then after that track is like, uh, there's like four more tracks, which are just, you know, just typical classic rock rush, uh, what they call quote unquote aggressive rock. Um, but it's just that song for for me, twenty one twelve. I could listen over and over. Justin knows this. Yes, because you did. And I made it. But it's just I love the story behind it, and like yeah. it actually tells something. But yeah, that's that's my number one of all time. I think Rush is probably my number one classic rock artist, honestly. Um, except for the eighties, we don't talk about the eighties. <laughs> uh, rock bands in the eighties. They did some questionable stuff because they thought they had to put synthesizers and everything because it was the quote unquote. Well, I do not like synthesizers very much. Yeah, uh, in rock songs, they do not belong. But for my number two is a band that I recently uh, found. I would say within the past year. Well, I wouldn't say. Okay, I oh, can I dove guess deep into is? their discography. I mean, you can go ahead. Is it Mariana's Trench? It is Mariana's Trench. Uh, another backing up a little bit uh rush is a canadian rock band and now mariana's trench is a canadian rock band that i wish they would sell some of their stuff in america but i've not seen it um they don't but they're more of like the alt rock they're more the alt rock pop rock thing they they're more they've every album they have gone up uh they've kind of got more like symphonic and stuff and i really enjoy that but this album was their their first and only album to be like every song kind of cross fades into each one and it's ever after um and just every every song on there is just a bop oh my god uh stutter yeah that's why follow Um, me to do is very good it's because you can't really or no my bad my bad my bad uh vices and virtues by panic at the disco is what i'm thinking of yeah that's ever all those songs kind of just fade into each other which is really cool anyway continue i I love the crossfading stuff um yeah but every every song on ever after i could choose their dare fallout porcelain toy soldiers 
but what what's cool about Mariana's Trench is that in most of their albums, their starting song gives like bits and pieces of each song or almost each song in that's pretty cool. Uh, the album. So like the the kind of like uh, the Fallout Boy song. I can't think of it off the off the top oh, of my head, uh, but they have like the, what a catch, Donnie. Yeah, what a catch, Donnie. It's like it it shows bits and pieces of their past songs, but in this case, it's in this album. But I just absolutely love it, and it's one of those things that I would love to get on vinyl because yeah, you can, you can, it's another discussion, but you can get like, you can download songs off Spotify or Apple or whatever, but it's just not the same of having that physical piece. Cause you actually own it. Yes. Like, like, uh, is- I feel that I can relate to that with my, uh, with my Taylor Swift CD collection. I don't ever use the CDs. I just have them because I need them all. <laughs> Quote unquote need, you know, I need them. Of course you need them. Yeah, like, I need those it's, CDs. It's carrying on like a dying thing, like uh-huh. cassettes and CDs. It's It sucks, but, like, that's just how it is. Um, But, yeah, Ever After, definitely one that I want to own on vinyl. Um, Number two, absolutely love Mariana's Trench. If you like that pop rock, alt rock, I highly recommend them. And for my number three... I forgot to mention earlier about my childhood. Um, Eminem, he was a big part of my childhood. Yes. Um, specifically, the Recovery album back in 2010. Now, which is Recovery I, is the one with Cinderella Man on it, right? Yeah, Cold One Blows, Cinderella yeah, Man, yeah, yeah, Not I Afraid. Dig, I dig Cinderella Man a lot, dude. Cinderella <laughs> Man is is hype. That is yeah, a not hype afraid, song. Not Afraid. I know every Not Afraid was the first Eminem song I learned or knew. Ex- fun me, fact. Me too. Eminem has had like a very troubled career, but for like everybody, all of his new albums likes to compare everything to recovery. And that's, that's like his best album. So when you compare it to that, it's, it's like so one-sided that of course it's not better than the recovery, but it's its own thing. Recovery was literally Eminem's recovery to coming back and becoming sober. And yeah, yeah. you can really feel the emotion and all the tracks here. And I could relate to some of the songs later in life, like uh, Spacebound and Not Afraid, mainly. Ooh, Spacebound is Eminem so is... good. What the fuck? That's how, that album has yeah. everything. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it does. Slim Shady on there, and that's the perfect album. Yeah, he. I don't think he did. Yeah, this was the one that he kind of just didn't do Slim Shady because he wanted to be more serious. Uh, 25 to Life, Seduction. Yeah, that was don't want to change. Just literally every song off of this what's album. The with, what's the one with just Blaze? That one always gets stuck in my head. Just Blaze. Produced by Just Blaze. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that much. It's the one where it sounds like it has Lil Wayne in it. It sounds is like it Lil no Wayne. love. No love. Yeah. That it. Lil Wayne is in that one. No, it is. We've That's been not over- Lil Wayne. That's not Lil Wayne. Yes, it is. I'm pretty sure it's Lil Wayne. Go. I looked it up, bro. That is Lil Wayne. Okay, we'll we'll agree to disagree on that one for now. Featured artist Lil Wayne. It says that shit. I looked that up one point, and it was like, no, oh, I never had this argument in class mm. in high school. Yeah, I know, and I looked it up. Huh? Whatever. I'm. It's been a while since I've listened to Eminem. But yeah, uh, Eminem is probably one of my f- uh, top. F- I, he went down mainly because NF. Uh, oh yeah, NF is my, definitely my favorite rapper. Eminem or NF takes parts of Eminem, but kind of like makes yeah. it his own, which I absolutely love. I uh, I saw that like he sounds a lot more like Eminem in the uh, Mansion. 
Yeah. Sounds a lot more like Eminem than than he does in therapy and or not therapy in uh in perception and uh the search. He really found his sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh but number 4 is another classic rock band that I grew up with that my dad introduced. It was the first classic rock band I remember listening to, uh Kiss. And like I said, I I thought this was like hair metal. Yeah, they, they were a hair, hair band. They were they were just classic rock still. Okay. But like they were in they were in the late seventies. Glam rock, that's what it's called. Glam rock. Okay. My favorite album by them, they have so many good ones, at least till the eighties. Um Love Gun with I Stole Your Love. Love Gun, of course, the title track. Um I wouldn't say this is like their grand thing because their first and second albums were really good. Yeah. But this kind of was more produced, had a, a good sound. All the songs were poppy, and you could really get with the rhythm. Kiss is just one of those bands that I can't say that they're a bad band because I grew up with them. It's hard to accept that the 80s albums were so bad, but they really were. I really wish um, I could. I really wish I could like vibe with classic rock, but I just can't get oh. with it as much as other people can. I, I I, I'm okay with listening to it, but it's not something I'll choose to listen to, sadly. But, I mean, it's, it's re- I, I, I can agree that it is good music, and I, I just don't see it. I'm not going to be like, ah, that shit sucks, you know? Because, I mean, yeah. that's something Cause I it's, don't it's do laid music. the foundation. Yeah. It's laid the foundations of what is rock today. Yeah, that's also just something I don't do with music, I guess. I don't just – I given a few exceptions, like Big Smo, like, I ain't going to – but like I'm not, I will never say Big Snow is re- remotely good. But I can say I can say classic rock is great. But I just don't listen to it. I don't know if that's kind of just like douchey. Like oh, that's good music. Oh really? What do you like? I don't know. Not for me. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not it's not douchey. It's just it's the way you you present it. Like yeah, some it's just you you don't you don't get with it. Like you can like something, but you just don't. Yeah, you don't listen to it. I, I oh, it's it's. I understand the appeal. All right there, you go. Yeah, under, yeah, I that's it. I understand what's good about it, but it is not my thing, right? Yeah. So that's and then that, like I could you could play for me, and I would have to say, okay, 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 or nah. You know, I mean, that's something I have to listen to. I don't need. I don't think I've ever fully listened to classic rock. I hear songs uh, on the radio. Yeah, I. I mean, pretty much what you like. If you look up just a classic rock playlist, that's pretty much what you'll hear is what's on the radio. Yeah, I know the. Hits. But if you, if you just, and then for my fifth album, I'm gonna have to go with my my country, my country. Uh, this one's for you yeah, too. Oh, the shit, deluxe edition it. of this one's for you. Uh, which Luke Combs is, uh, him and Cole Swindell are probably my two favorites, but I can't decide which one I like better. I'm gonna say you, uh, I'm gonna put, say I'm gonna say you like Luke Combs better because that's like the one you always talk about when it comes to country. Yeah, it's true. I just wish Cole Swindell would release another album. Literally every song off of this one's for you or They're this one's bangers. for you too. They're this one's for you too. Literally adds on to the greatness. Oh yeah, of this one's for you. Uh huh. Man, I remember and hearing just, Luke Combs for the first time. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. He he came out of nowhere with uh with uh when it rains. She got the best of it. And that one. No, that was when it rains. It pours was his first one, his first hit. Well, that's when that was before me, and then I got into uh it. Uh, She got the best of me, and uh, 
Hurricane were the two ones that got me into it. Yeah. And I just kind of listened to the to it and then his newest album. Yeah. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Luke Combs song? If you had to pick one. If I had to pick one? Yes. Ugh. We get we you. What about the new album too? Because I mean, I don't know. Mine's borderline. I mean, I don't know. I really like even though I'm leaving. That's that's up there for me. I don't. I can't. I'd say better together. That one's a really just a good heartfelt. I don't even know if I've heard song. that one. Oh, it's it's it's. Is I it, think it's one of the final ones off is, of it. Is it one of the ones on the deluxe of the new album? No, it's it's a. Uh, wait, was it? Let I think me, it's a no. Deluxe. It was one of the. Oh. No, it was it was the last one on the original. Either way, I still have yet to listen to the full album. Oh, it's so it's it's of course it's not good as this one's for you, but like you said, it does it does get repetitive after a while. But that's, that yeah, that one's like a good. But I can listen to obviously give it's a gimme. My favorite is Houston. We got a problem. That's my favorite by Luke Combs. Um, on side note, Justin, Justin, you should totally be listening to these songs while we're talking about them. Uh, <laughs> Just so you can understand a little bit. You've been quiet for so I, long. Well, I mean, I don't think I can because well, if I were to pull well, up just, like Spotify. Yeah, Justin, Justin, we'll, we'll get your turn, I guess, next. But it sucks that uh, you, don't, you, all, you don't listen to anything other than like the one genre. Well, not one genre. Like we can talk about some classic rock, like uh, or mainly '80s stuff, because he likes '80s. Like we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but Eagles is great. Um, but yeah, probably my favorite well, Luke Combs song is probably Hurricane. I I really like the flow of that one. That's my uncle's favorite as well. Ironically, his name is Nathan as well. <laughs> it's it's split between Beautiful Crazy. Uh, and Hurricane, and then of course Better Together, which is just a like I said, such a good heartfelt song. Yeah. And he just mm. like he literally talks about what's the point of this old uh, guitar if you if it ain't got no strings? What's the point of of uh, singing a, or writing a song if uh, that you're not gonna sing? Yeah. So it, it's it's really just it it hits you right there. I, yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, but yeah, this one's for you too. Is is my fifth favorite album yeah. of all time all right justin uh, for Let's number five Brag. number five it's uh paul simon's graceland um i believe yeah and that one uh paul simon worked with a uh band in from south africa and they pro- they produce this really good album and like i mean i'll listen to it like when i'm on walks or anything i'll just listen to graceland it is, it's a very, it, I, I don't know what genre it is because, I mean, I don't, I don't know if um, there's any, any term for like incorporating uh, South I mean, African it was into the American Music Award for favorite album pop slash rock. Pop slash uh, rock. It doesn't specify. I, I couldn't, I don't think it could be counted as a uh, rock in any. Yeah. Uh, well, Rock, I mean, rock used to sound like pop, you know. Rock used to sound like pop because rock was like the pop of back then, right? You know, like, uh, yeah. true. But he's saying the genres are world beat, pop, rock, and folk, so a mixture of all of those. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, I'd say that. Uh, the only ones I know off of that album is You Can Call Me Al and Diamonds on the Soles of Her Shoes. Yeah, those, those are the uh, 
I do I do like that little riff in uh You Can Call Me Al that the guitar guy does. That was pretty gnarly. Towards the end of the uh song. <laughs> Chevy Chase is in the You Can Call Me Al video. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's funny. Number four. I'm probably it's probably I remember uh, I showed this one to you, Nathaniel, and you hated it. Uh, four foot shack, uh, Les Claypool's uh, the the Les Claypool duo for uh, four foot shack. And what is that? For those who don't know, Les Claypool is the dude who wrote the South Park song. Wait, do you really? I just rem- I just know him off of uh, Primus. Yeah, and he's a part of Primus. <laughs> and. Primus you sucks. can explain that. Primus sucks. Yeah, no, they were. It was all covers, and it. I. I think it was pretty easy to tell that this was just them having a really fun time making this making this album, and that's kind of what I like about it is because there is no hot, There is no meaning behind any of the songs because it's all covers and it's done by two guys with like a with like a banjo and a bass. It's a it's a cover. It's like a full cover album. Yeah, the full cover. It's a full cover oh, album yes. done by two guys. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I have a the Weezer Weezer did an album called the Teal album, and they covered all songs like uh, they did Take on Me, they did Africa. Yeah, but this uh, one, but this one, they uh, blatantly do songs that aren't supposed to be done by two guys, one with a banjo, and oh. just had fun with it, like uh, they, Man they, of the Box and Staying fun- Alive. What was that, Nathaniel? It, it's literally they are literally con- Primus is literally considered a funk metal band. Interesting. So just try and imagine that. It's it's very it's very offbeat. It's funk. it's offbeat, but it's offbeat, but you can tell they were having fun making it, and that's what I think matters. It, it's meant to be a joke because literally the Primus uh, slogan is Primus. Primus sucks. Sucks. Okay. I think I think they're tired of uh, whenever they go on stage, they just hear Primus sucks. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe for once they just want to hear, "You're not that bad. You're okay." <laughs> That's what it's gonna evolve into. We enjoy it. Uh, Don't stop playing. Um, number three and number two are weird because that. Well, I mean, they're all different. They're all different genres, so it's hard to like compare them against each other. But I, I guess I'm putting this in number three because I wanna. But uh, Tchaikovsky's the Nutcracker. That is <laughs> such. Good, I do enjoy that. I do enjoy yes. listening to that. I could listen to that, you know, like the whole and, thing, or like the whole thing. I love the Nutcracker. The Nutcracker music gets me. I like that. That's oh yeah, good. no, it's really like. Good. I mean, <laughs> I could sit down and just play a good game and put Nutcracker in, and I could probably just vibe, you know. Oh yeah, no, it's re- it's really good, and well, I mean, it's Tchaikovsky, but uh, yeah, no, I really like. I really like the Nutcracker. I like mm-hmm. I like the film, but I don't think I watched the whole thing. Or like if it was the whole thing was put on, I was just I actually, playing on my phone. I remember watching a. Uh, I had a. I had a. I grew up in, with my little sister, you know, and uh, she pretty much controlled everything uh, that we did because you know she's the little sister, and so I remember watching the Barbie Nutcracker movie. Oh God! Multiple <laughs> times. Say what you want about the Barbie movies, they got they got those mm-hmm. ones right. Like I remember enjoying that, but uh, because I mean, I mean, I was like probably seven to ten years old, uh, but uh, like I remember watching the Barbie Nutcracker movie, 
And I mean, they they just straight up used the music. I mean, they straight up used. They didn't do anything stupid with it, but I mean, so I think of, well, with a work like that, they should kind of keep it the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, newer newer cartoon movies where they just kind of like make their own shit, right? Like it's <laughs> not like a. So like the, this is a. Uh, this is the story of yada yada, but like we're not going to use any of the actual stuff. Well, like we're all those, uh, like stuff. all those renditions of Romeo and Juliet. Yes, all the renditions of Romeo and Juliet. That's a good version. That's a good. You know, my thing. favorite part about Romeo and Juliet is when you actually watch it. Like my everyone in there is Romeo retarded. And Juliet is Romeo and Juliet. Terrible. For number two. I think it's uh, probably going to be uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by Guess Who? The Beatles. Uh, no, it's actually Metallica. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they they just came out. It's a full cover album again. It, it's it's the Beatles. I mean, there is. I love how y'all go on. Y'all went on and on about like how these all relate to you personally. It's like. I like get this the, because good. Uh, out out of podcast, get the get the tracks in there that you like, and talk about the tracks you like. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like Justin, talk about the tracks on the album that you like, like we did. Oh. We mentioned we mentioned a few tracks that we really enjoyed. Oh yeah, I guess I I guess I could. Well, I mean, my personal favorite from Lonely Hearts Club, actually. Let me see. I have the uh, thing. I have the thing here. I can listen. I got it on. I have it on vinyl. Well, we can't Which, play it. You can't play it. No, but I can. Li- I can list off some of the songs. I remember uh, one of my personal favorites is uh, "With a Little Help from My Friends." Which <laughs> shut up, you know it is. <laughs> it's it, it's from right. Yes, here. it was made by the Beatles, but it was made famous by uh, what's shut his name? Up, I shut can't up, remember. His shut name. up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Joe Cocker. That's shut his up. name. Joe Cocker. You couldn't even remember the name. Please, even remember please the name. message me. Please message me and listen to both songs and let me know which song, which version you like better. Shut Joe up, Cocker up. made that song. Shut up, shut up, what it shut is up, today? Are you talking to me? No, no, just, just the people oh, okay. listening. Okay, okay, okay. Anyone listening, po- and when he puts it up, but uh, it's no, your go like, folks. Joe Cochran or the Beatles, or the Beatles. See, this is but, I'm uh, completely out of my depth now. See, me and Justin have swapped places because I'm completely yep. out of my depth. <laughs> So I really uh, have oh, yeah, to Lucy in the Sky I mean, with Diamonds. I, I'm oh, not yeah, big into the Beatles, but I'm not I big into anything actually, no. said so far. No, it actually like, I know the name. It actually with a little help from my friends actually the second favorite on the album. The first favorite is uh being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. I really like I really like that one just kind of because of how str- it's it's strange and out there like Lucy in the Sky, but I, I I like it more than Lucy in the Sky. I wouldn't say Lucy in the Sky is out of there. You you wouldn't? No, not really. Really? It has. It has a, I haven't listened to I, no like the lyrics. Kind of wild, I, no, but... just listen to lyrics. It it's kind of it's weird. Well, the 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 lyric. When I think of something that's out of place, no, I, think I think of just, like the rhythm of the song. Oh no, I'm just talking about the lyrics. That's my second favorite. My number my number one favorite is honestly the Wall. Pink Floyd. Oh, yes. God, That's I love the of, wall. Well, I would say that is the... Well, I don't know. Um, that Dark is the is really Roger good. Waters album. That's for sure. Well, yeah, it's the Roger... Roger. Wa- Wesley Roger. Um, Wabbit album. <laughs> yeah, the wall... 
really that's one of their biggest I know, it probably I is know their people, biggest I, I know people like Dark Side of the Moon and I've listened I've listened to Dark Side of the Moon but I, I, I didn't find it I didn't find like the actual like lyric work of Dark Side of the Moon to be very impressive at least compared um, to Roger Waters doesn't Dark Side of the Moon like sync up perfectly with Wizard of Oz or something like that I don't know. That's which Wizard of Oz would that be? The original Wizard of Oz, like the music in like the, the the music. If you start, uh, if you start listening to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon at the same time as you start watch, play, press play on the original yep, Wizard Dark of Side Oz, of the Rainbow, it syncs up with uh, the movie. Oh, with the movie. All right. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like the music fits every scene. That's interesting. I, I just remember hearing about that, so that might be something you want to try, Justin. I feel like, I feel like you would. Dig I that. I may, but I need to get my hands on a copy of. Uh, what do you why, mean? Why, why did I forget? Why did I forget the name? Wizard of Oz. Oh, they have a whole like it. step by step thing. Really? Uh, on Google, yeah, Dark Side of the Rainbow is what it's called. I I think the wall's brilliant. That... Uh, the only thing I don't like about the wall is that it's just so long. That's why I like the bite size Dark Side of the Moon. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. But see the pro- you How know the problem the with wall? the wall? It's really long. Like uh it's I have like a, 20, 20 tracks. Uh, I have it on vinyl. And they're very long. So I have it on twenty six. I have it on vinyl. Uh it requires four. It requires four records in order to get through all regular, of it. Regular size records, not like thirty. No, regular size. Damn. Um Yeah. It's eighty minutes and thirty nine seconds. Oh. But th- see the the biggest problem. That's not, with, that's not as long as I thought it would be. The biggest problem. With well, the yeah, wall, but a typical album is like you know, about an hour. <laughs> well, okay, eighty minutes. Not you. Know, no. But honestly, the biggest problem with the wall is that once you listen to all the songs in context, once they're played out of context on radio, it. Yeah, like the no depth. Sense. The depth is lost. So it's like a you got to You got to You got to one and once one you listen to the wall. All the songs on radio are kind of ruined okay. because, like, uh, comfortably numb no longer is just this one off, it's part oh. of this whole descent into I don't madness. think I could ruin that one. <laughs> like, hey, you, hey, you become yeah, actually, I gotta you. say, once you listen to the wall, hey, you becomes a lot more like I think it becomes like a lot more interesting to li- listen to because this is like right after Pink's lost everything and he's secluded into the wall. Like, he's... There's no bringing him out again. Yeah. And so now he's just... It's a rock opera that explores Pink, a jaded rock star whose quote-unquote wall represents his eventual self-imposed isolation from society. Huh. But... Oh, yeah. And then hence the another brick in the wall song. Yeah, but then... But then uh, part two, uh, I mean, compared to the rest of them, part two is, I think part two is kind of over, I think it's kind of part two overshadows the rest of it. Because, oh, yeah, because now everyone knows, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. But, like, you miss everything about how everything else was so terrible that he built this wall. It it literally took like over or almost a year to record, from wow. December of seventy eight to November of seventy nine. Personal favorite personal favorite song in the album 
is probably Nobody Home, which is, uh, I think, like, halfway through the uh, second part. I think it's in... Let me see. I think it's in disc on disc three, but I could be wrong. Track 16. It's track 16. Track 16. Well, I have the thing right here. I can just go look look at it. Uh... Yep. Yeah, it's in it's on side three, but uh, I, the reason I like it it's the brass. I like the brass that plays in it. Yeah, uh, sort of gives it a opera type thing going. But uh, no, it, I I think the wall's brilliant, and yeah. I, I can I can oogle about I can oogle about the wall a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of it's kind of like that lost like abstractness in songs. That that used to be present with like progressive rock bands like Pink Floyd and stuff, uh-huh. uh, and like it's just songs nowadays. From what I've noticed, I haven't really uh, seen much of it, but uh, just like an everlasting story throughout the album, or like one specific theme. It's all just separate, yeah, like little yeah. themes. You know, you know, it's the most. In- yeah, I gotta say, the most interesting part. Uh, have have either of y'all listened to it in its entirety? No, I haven't finished it. Oh well, do, do you mind if I go ahead? I mean, yeah, just explain um, for the audience. Uh, yeah, this is not so at the very at the at the very beginning, it's very uh calm, and then just like immediately transitions into uh the rock part of it. Like you remember that, Nathaniel? Yeah. Uh, at the very end, at the very end of the whole album, he says, "Is this where?" And then it stops. And then, if you replay the beginning part, it says, uh, "We came in." So, so it alludes to the fact that this may be a never-ending loop. Oh wow, that is really cool. Yeah. Wait. No wonder it took a year to record because they had this whole like plan. That's freaking cool. Oh, I, yeah, I might no, actually I, listen, love, I might actually have to listen to do through this. Yeah, now I've now I've gotten y'all to go listen to the wall. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to redo it. I would. I could I, listen to it I on my way my home. vinyl one. I just went. I love my vinyl one, but it skips, and I I need to fix that, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. As as we have discussed, and the different varying albums between us, uh, music has evolved a lot over the years. And like I've said, it seems like nobody kind of takes the time to make like a full abstract album that fits together in one story. It's all like separate themes, which isn't a bad thing, but me personally, I kind of like the ones that flow together, like uh, whatchamacallit, Vices and Virtues and The Wall and uh, Ever After. Music right now, as of this day, November 6, 2020, I think because of COVID, artists are having a basically like, okay, this is like a clean a slate. Let's like just sit down and write. They're stuff. able to, uh, yeah, yeah able exactly, to, uh, exactly. Just sit at their house and just play, just play around. We're going to call, we gonna yeah, call this uh, COVID way? A good example, a good example <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? of what you're talking about, Nathaniel is Charlie Puth. You know, he posts on his TikTok all the time of him just playing around with various sounds. Yep. And I think that's cool that, I mean, if he's a, if he's a good baseline average for artists, I mean, that's what a lot of people might be doing. And then I can think of uh, another example being Dirk Bentley. Uh, he does a, uh, he 
Apple Music called the he does he does a countdown show where he counts down the top songs for the for the week on country. And he also was talking about how he spends a, he's with COVID now he's spending a lot more time in the mountains in Colorado and writing songs, getting inspired by what he loves and is staying up there. And I think it's good that we're gonna that they're uh, I guess. I'd like to say they're stepping back, you know, a little bit instead of pumping out hit after hit out of hit. I feel like people are uh, taking more time to make the music now. Yeah, because uh, because they have well, I wouldn't say in a harsher term, but um, it's because they have nothing better to do. So yeah, like, I mean, they're this is like they're you know just okay. Let's sit down. Let's think of something. Come up with something original. There's a lot more communicating directly to the with the fan base through social media and stuff because that's what they that's what they do. That's what they have to do right now. So what what do you think, Justin? Uh, like just just the current state of music. The only time I really keep up with a new with new music is when like this new song like uh, hits top charts. And even then, like, sometimes I'll just see it go on and then forget about it. Yes. Honest, there, there haven't really been... It, it, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a character flaw that I have because I like, I like so much old stuff that nothing new with this old genre is being made. And... Uh, the times they yeah, are it changing, sucks. That's, you know? that's, the that's, times they are changing. Everything's uh, music has yeah, to be but... music has to be like danceable now for it to get popular. You know, you have to be able to dance to that music. For instance, on TikTok or whatever, you know, you have to be able to do something with that music for it to blow up. I mean, I keep saying TikTok, but TikTok is the perfect example of what I'm saying. Pretty much every song that has circulated super popular on TikTok has blown up on the charts. Like, so you make songs. You make, so if you want to make money, you gotta make songs for. TikTok. Well, I mean, to, to make them the number ones, like like classic rock was back in the day. Like that's what they have to do now. But th- yeah. there still, there still are bands like out there trying to you know simulate what it was. Today. For example, Greta Van Fleet, one of my favorite uh, rock and roll bands nowadays, that kind of sound like Led Zeppelin. You know, I can think of uh, like. I referenced Tyler Childers earlier. He's a country artist, and he sounds completely out of time. Completely out of time. Like if you take him yeah. and then you put, and then you put a uh, song that plays on the country radio today, it's like, okay, so what years do you think these came out? And if I mean, if I came to Tyler Childers like blank, you know, I'd say that was a song from like the the eighties. You know, I'd say that was a song from the eighties or the nineties country music. There's still um, uh, artists, or no, I should say there's still charts. I mean, there's still uh, like rock charts. There's still country charts, but the world, I mean, pop is definitely supreme. Pop reigns supreme in popularity and music. It's, it's half and half pop. It's and pop. Yes, pop and rap. I, I should say hip hop too, I guess. I guess I'm kind of counting that together at this point, you know, because like they play on the charts anyway, you know, they just censor it. Like, it doesn't, it's, there's really no yeah, difference true. anymore. But uh, something I can think about it is like, I, I remember listening to, uh, I think it was the Bobby Bones show and they actually made a really good point. This was years ago though, but the way music seems today is that like every song that comes out, you know, and gets a little bit of traction, it's like, it takes its turn at number one, right? It's instead of actually 
being a number one song. It's just, uh, well, this song was number one last week, so we'll do this song now, kind of, you know, with exceptions. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like that's a really good way to describe it. That the 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 radio these days is it's it's okay. Well, it's this song's turn to be it's this song's turn to be number one. Oh, just like it means nothing anymore to be a New York Times bestseller. Everything's a New York Times bestseller. Um, it it means uh. nothing to have a number one song anymore. Almost, you know, it's like. It's it's just uh it's like oh yeah as per usual, but it's like it's something it's yeah. something to have a twenty time number like a twenty week in a row number one song like uh, the first one that comes to mind is uh, uh meant to be <laughs> by uh, Florida oh, Georgia boy. Line and BB Rexa oh. that song spent like twenty weeks at number one, but uh like yeah um that's my thing on the the music radio today. But I'm gonna be frank. I haven't. I don't listen I, to like any radio at all. I listen all, to mostly um, because I'm here at the college and I li- and I pull up Spotify, yeah. where I get my. I, um, I choose what I whatever listen to, I want. Um, yeah, the people that I work with play the ra- play the radio a lot, and like whenever I'm going to work in the mornings, I'll just put the radio on because I there's no point in like setting up my music for like six minutes of driving. But yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and on my lunch break, they have a like in in the town I live, the radio station there. Uh, they do like during like from like twelve to twelve thirty. There's no ads at all. It's just straight music because people are on their lunch breaks, um, and so I have it on that as well on my lunch break. But uh, like, I just uh, I I I am I'm fully committed to. I don't want to listen to the radio anymore because it's not it's not good. Like I mean, it's just like there's just way better options out there, which is another fun thing. If we're transitioning into streaming services, you know, like, I mean, I feel like everybody nowadays has Spotify or Apple music or Pandora. It's like, like that's what's, a necessity. Well, what's at this the point? point you know? And not, er- I know not everyone's going to have like, not everyone's going to have uh, Spotify and such, but like, I don't see what uh, kind of what the point is of, I don't know where I'm trying to get yeah, with, but you... like with the amount of people, with the amount of people that can just listen to what they want. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like, why would you listen to uh, Savage Love seven times when you could just play <laughs> Harry Styles' new album on your phone? Like, you don't have to. That's, that's my example right there. You don't have to uh, sift through all the songs you don't like just to get to those few gems anymore god spotify Spotify was such a lifesaver spotify was such a lifesaver when despacito was the big thing it was like god i don't spotify's been out for quite a while it just yeah yeah i want to see what the percentage of people that own smartphones and have either spotify installed or use apple music you know or and then another thing is have Spotify installed and then also pay for premium. I want to see what the statistics are for that because I feel like that's a very high number for having those uh, services installed on your phone. Because it's like at this point, if you have a smartphone, you have all the music in the world at your fingertips. It's like, what do you? What's the point of using a radio when you could yeah. just be like, um, you know, I'm really enjoying this new BTS song. Got you. Boom, it's playing. It's like, oh whoa. Hey, yeah. Well, you think you think I wouldn't say I enjoy a BTS song? That's I'm just funny. saying that's the songs that are coming to mind because I'm thinking back to my uh, pop issues, my radio station issues right now. Uh-huh. You know, I'm thinking back to that. 
yeah. of like the few songs that I want to hear, and then the 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 twenty billion that play, and I'm like, why? Um, no. Streaming services have definitely taken over, and it's probably just going to get more digital as it goes on. Which, as I mentioned before, yeah, like most... it's not like having the physical copy of the music. So that's why I implore people to be like, "Hey, if you what really like this song, or like this artist, or like this album, go buy it physically. Don't just stream it. Oh, yeah, you won't no. have that forever." You yeah. Know? No, I think I think with the rise of streaming service, we're gonna see. I think that's why vinyl is such a big thing now because with the rise it's of streaming retro. services, now people want to act. Yeah, and people want to actually own their favorite artist music. They gotta show up for their. They gotta show up for their people. You know, you gotta be like, okay, look, like uh, tweet, tweet, uh, fucking whoever at like at at music artists, like, hey, yo, I got this vinyl album today because I really like you. You know, it's like I feel like I feel like people think that which i mean i'm not saying this is stupid it sounds like i'm saying it. people think that like uh you know if uh showing buying an album is like uh if you say to your best friend you're like oh yeah you really like these people oh, well, i know their vinyl album <laughs> you know i'm cool like that like i, <laughs> I think that's pretty funny you know i, I like that because it's encouraging people to buy you know it's encouraging people to um do this it's like i look at vinyl albums all the time I don't have a record player, which I need to get one, but uh, I look at vinyl albums all the time on like eBay and such of like, I need to get this. I really want to get this. Um, I look at autograph stuff as well all the time because I really want to get it, but I guess that's a different story. Uh, I, 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 think, I think if I ever buy vinyl, the first one I'll get is probably going to be uh, Jack's Mannequin, Everything in Transit Deluxe. I'd get that shit. Ah. I'd scoop that up. Oh, expensive. I know. It's really expensive, but at the same time, it's like, that's rare, right? It's not, it's not like one of the freaking, uh, uh, $20,000 rare albums, but it's a, it's an album of an artist I really enjoy or, and, and it's, it's a, it's a 20, it's the 20th anniversary one. That's super rare. I found that out. It's not just the deluxe version. It's the 20th anniversary one, but, uh, the 20th anniversary edition of that album, I would love to get. And it's like, I mean, I, I just can't do it because I don't know if I want to spend, like, even if it's like a $30 vinyl album, I don't know if I want to spend that on a vinyl album, you know, when I could go, go, go get food or put gas in my tank. It's kind of a rough situation whenever they're just getting more and more expensive, but yeah. it's making it harder and harder to uh, collect them. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any recommendations for topics or opinions you guys want to express, just DM me at officialopinionated on Instagram. I have not made a Twitter. I, I only have an Instagram for it, but I'll probably make it eventually. Um, but yeah, just DM me at officialopinionated on Instagram, and we will talk to you guys later.